Hey everyone, welcome to episode 148 of 15 with Andy and Randy. We again are missing Jeff. Are they still afar? Are they back? He's back. He just probably thinks he needs to sleep. Yeah, well, you know, rest up, Jeff. We'll have lots of hard (laughs) questions for you next week, I'm pretty sure. We are at the very end of our Bold Ask series. Can I just get a boo-hoo and a something (laughs) that this is over? Because... This was just such a great, great series. And last week was week four of that series. And we decided that we should live like we truly believe that Jesus is willing to go the distance, that he will do seemingly foolish, irresponsible things to demonstrate his love for humanity, to draw us closer into relationship with him. He's willing to be relegated to the outside if it means lepers like you and me will be brought into the inside. He will do the unthinkable and he will do the impossible. He will do the thing that just doesn't make sense. To restore the relationship. Yeah, Greg did a great job with that message. We had a good time on the podcast. It was a great message. Of course, John the week before that and you the before. I mean, each one of these, it just feels like something's missing this week. And that's just (laughs) the feedback. We've been spoiled the last couple of weeks with all the stories and interactions that were shared with us about how these messages and the podcast through the working of the Holy Spirit have brought people into a greater understanding and comfort with this whole bold ask cool. and lifting people up. I don't know if you heard the voicemails from the last two episodes. No, no. Need to go back and check those yeah. out. Very, very cool things. So I hate to see it end. And Greg mentioned multiple conversations last week after his message. And this week was no different. People stopped me at different times to say how much they've enjoyed this series and the podcast. They've shared it with friends. Our listening numbers would support those comments. And so thank you, because it means the world to me that what we try to do here each week and tagging along on all the hard work that's put in by staff and the preaching and the planning and all that, that it's having a meaningful impact because they do all the hard work. I just get to come in at the backside (laughs) and just kind of ride the coattail. So you do it well, please don't stop sharing the messages, the podcast and your stories with us because you've told us how much you enjoy them and how impactful they've been to hear someone else share theirs. So please don't keep yours to yourselves. First off, when you walk in, it just felt like we were back home. Mm-hmm. You know, Andy's up front. Everything is back. It's back to normal. Things are all right with the world. I mean, you left us in good hands with John and Greg, as we've already outlined. They did a yeah, great, great, job. great job. I right, appreciate that. The brothers. You remember all the places you've been over the previous weeks that you were reminded, as we all should be, that as a whole, people from all over the world are more alike than different. Yeah. There's something comforting about yeah. that when, really is. when your pastor is standing up front telling you, okay, guys. Don't forget, I guess us regular folk, we go on vacation and we're not looking at it maybe through the same (laughs) eyes. And, you know, you're going like, how do I get a message out of this? You know, (laughs) you're trying to plan ahead for maybe this series you've been talking about. So you're really paying attention. And to have someone that's looking through that lens, reminding us, it was a great start to the message. So thank you for that. Just how different everything is when we look at it from the big lens. But when we get close up, man, it's all pretty much the same. (laughs) So... After we kind of got through the intro, we were talking about James and John doubling down with the bold ask this week. And once again, it's easy to put disciples into the, oh, no, they didn't, crosshairs. <laughs> Before they can make their ask, Jesus has described again and for the final time what's about to happen to him as they are going to enter Jerusalem, which is going to lead up to the crucifixion. And in an predictable fashion, they completely missed the crystal clear picture that Jesus had painted and instead continue on with their personal reality blinders that are securely fashioned and, and fastened to them. And you pointed out after reading the verse in, uh, what was it? Mark. Mark 10? Mm-hmm. Mark 10. 
He pointed out exactly what was fuzzy. I was typing nearly the same exact thing and almost aloud was like, what have I predetermined about God and about his plan for me and about others? Like the brothers has me seeing something completely out of God's focus. Cause man, that was a slap in right in the face. Like I know I must do this. We all do way more than I think. It's really fascinating that we are so convinced about what we are convinced about (laughs) that even when very clear evidence of something else comes along, instead of saying, oh, yeah, we should adapt our thinking to this new understanding, we don't. We take the new understanding and we say, how can it support (laughs) my previous thinking, even though it's diabolically, I mean, diametrically opposed to it? You know, it's it's crazy. It's the round peg in a square hole. Like, it's not going to fit, and yet we try so (laughs) hard. And it was just the way you laid it out was just perfect in the right order because as you're reading that and I'm thinking to myself, there was no mincing of words. No. There was no cloak and dagger. There yeah. was not one. Sometimes, you know, Jesus is like, well. I got a parable for you. This yeah. was not a parable. <laughs> it's not a parable. It's not answering a question with a question. No. It's basically, guys. Here's what's going to happen. <laughs> this is really what's going to happen. I'm going to be beaten. I'm going to be bruised. They're going to kill me. I'm going to die. I'm going to raise. I mean, this is pretty easy. And I'm like, wow. And Putting that as a precursor, when you just kind of consider that first, that's why I liked where you put it in the message. And then you go on to the ask, the first of which was, and like you said, maybe the boldest or maybe the most pompous. It's I'm not sure what works. for sure. I'm not sure what one works better. A lot of chutzpah there. <laughs> Teacher, we want you to do for us whatever we ask of you. <laughs> and it feels really gutsy on the surface. And then once again, when we honestly reflect on the things that we've prayed for, that we've asked for, that we've done in our life. And I'd like to say that there were outliers, but that simply isn't true. Strange echo. Echo is sound in our ear, isn't it? <laughs> it comes right back. How do we guard against making these type of demands of God when clearly we're thinking that we're in the right and our way of thinking is pretty good or at least yeah. not horrible? Sure. So why not ask for whatever... Or are we thinking, God, I'm praying this because I really think if I ask it, he's going to do what I want him to do. Right. I have a theory about prayer. Because this is really sort of a series on prayer without being a series on on prayer. prayer. Yeah, no, for sure it Uh, is. We sort of ask God for things like we would ask our earthly parent for things. Hmm. So I know in one family at our church here, one of the family members was the go-to person. If dad said no to everybody else, (laughs) then send this sister (laughs) to keep needling dad until until he he, he caved. And so her prayer life, she's she's very comfortable with begging and pleading with God over things. In my family, you ask dad once, <laughs> and there's a good chance he'd come through for you. But yeah. if you asked him the same thing twice, you cut the odds in half. And if you oh, ask yeah. him three times, and you're getting down to the really slim chances, you go for four or five times, he's moved it to the whining category, and it ain't going to happen. You yeah, know? for sure. And so, and so my prayer life is much different than, I, it's like, I tell God, yeah, here's what I like. But now it's in his hands, <laughs> kind of thing, because I don't want to be a whiner about it. Yeah. So probably the best practice lies somewhere in between. But I think our tendency is to assume our understandings are right. Yeah. And then go for what we want. And it's not all terrible. That's why this message, I think, was so important to the whole series, because in the end, we should feel comfortable with God being so gracious and so generous that we can ask anything from him. Yeah. Um, the bigger the ask, the crazier the ask, the more ludicrous or 
seemingly impossible to ask, no problem with that. Right. But at the end, we need to have the Garden of Gethsemane kind of relationship that says, hey, this is what I'd like. But in the end, not my will, yours be done. So there's no question God thinks he understands what you want. And yeah. he might just say, that's just what you need. Or he might just say, yeah. that would that would ruin you in such a terrible way. I'm not going to let you have that. <laughs> well, I heard someone say, you know, I don't know that I've ever really had a bold ask. Mm. Or it didn't seem like a bold ask to me. Now, again, we talked about that multiple weeks of, you know, what's a bold ask for one person may not be for another. And it's right. hard to sometimes decipher. But I wonder if as you're talking about that Gethsemane relationship, if we're more in tune, if we're studying, if we're praying earnestly, you know, your will be done, mm-hmm. not mine. And that's got to increase the odds of us probably making a bold ask and maybe increasing those odds even more that the bold ask would get answered in a tangible way where we could say, Ooh, bold ask, bold answer. Right. That's I'm doing another bold ask. Yeah, sure. Right. Don't you think that's some there's kind probably, of a, there's probably a relationship there. I just, I, <laughs> People that haven't had a bold ask, I'm not sure. I mean, had they never had anybody who was dying that they knew that they wanted to be healed or, I mean, some kind of big thing they wanted to be different than it was? I just can't imagine that there's not some bold ask. Maybe it's actually, maybe it's a wimpy ask because they don't expect it to be answered. <laughs> well, you know, and that's what I thought. I, I, I wondered and I asked a question. I said, well, I mean, are you thinking about, dear Jesus, this is my bold ask and then ask? Yeah. Or, you know, again, if we believe that the Holy Spirit knows what we ask, even we don't have the words to ask, do you believe that that's a bold ask? And it was like, hmm, I'm not sure if I believe that or not, because wouldn't I have to make the bold ask? And I'm like, that's a good question. I I don't know. Yeah, yeah, I don't either. I don't have the answer. But But, but I mean, really, I guess if you've never faced any challenges or trials or your checkbook always goes far enough to pay all the bills. And I mean, you don't ever get sick. I, you don't have to, maybe there's nothing big to ask for. I don't know. There's never a big shoveling project in your backyard. Yeah, it's interesting. I was at a meeting and, and they were taking prayer requests and the typical prayer request, you know, this person's uncle was sick and this person had an accident. And, and so they thought, I think that I was being snarky and I really wasn't. Um, I, I can be snarky. That's, that's not a problem. But, <laughs> but I raised my hand and I said, I, I'd like for us to pray for all the people who don't know Jesus in Orlando. And they, it was just like dead silent. I think that's a bold ask, you know. Sure. But I think we we are very caught up in our worlds as opposed to the larger picture of the mission of God in the world. Yeah. Well, I think too, just the feedback that we've gotten I think a lot of people haven't really given this bold ask idea a lot of thought from the way it's been presented. Mm. I think a lot of people are still just thinking about this going, I don't really know if I've had a bold, you know, I don't know if we, if everyone is, that's right, get bold (laughs) if we've sat and talked about it. All right. On to the second bold ask was in your glorious kingdom, we want to sit in places of honor next to you, one at your right and the other at your left. And, Jesus responds, why, why does Jesus go so easy on them here? What is it that you'd like for me to do for you? He says, when earlier in the series, he was clearly upset or at least annoyed with the disciples when they came off the mountain and the boy was there and his father was, you know, I know you can, if you will. I think that Jesus was somewhat humoring them. Um, I really do. I I think there's twinkles in his eye in this, in this whole encounter. Cause like, 
first of all, just to come up and say, hey, we want you to do whatever we ask. I mean, <laughs> that right there has got to make him at least at least either be irritated or think a funny thought about them. Well, so what is it you want me to do? If, if, I'm, if I'm supposed to do anything you ask, what is the one thing you're going to yeah, ask? I hadn't thought about it that way, but yeah, yeah that and works. Then they make their ask for these special seats. And I just love Jesus' response. I think it's the coolest. <laughs> so it's, it could just end the story right there. You don't know what you're asking. <laughs> they're, they're sure they do, but he's sure they don't. Yeah, that's great. I'm like, you know, yeah, talk about taking the wind out of your sails. I mean, you just went for the two boldest asks possibly in history, and it's like, you don't know what you're asking for. And it's like, no, I, I'm pretty sure <laughs> yeah. we do. Well, then he says, you know, he goes through, he goes through the whole litany of, can you drink the cup that I'm going to drink and the bitter sorrows that I've got to face? And they're like, yeah, yeah, we can do that. Yeah. It's like, no, you can't, <laughs> Peter and John. I mean, Peter and, and uh, I mean, James and John. Yeah, that's no, not going to happen. Well, this is kind of a tough one to decipher for us. Maybe just like the people that haven't really thought about what is a bold ask. Have I had one? Do I need one? What qualifies as one? But how do we know when a bold ask is just a not now? a definitive, like, you don't know what you're asking. Mm -hmm. So the answer is no. Or is this a new wrinkle for us to consider? You just don't know what you're asking. Put pride aside. Right. And that one isn't easy. No, but I I hope the whole story in the end will give us courage to boldly ask for stuff. Yeah. Because if we have a God who we can absolutely trust, who is totally love, totally interested in our very best being, okay, only wants the very best for us, then if we believe that and we can trust him, then ask him for everything. No holes barred because you can trust that he's not going to give you something you shouldn't have. Right. And that's why I have a hard time with the whole begging thing. Because I look back at the Hezekiah story and he begs for more life and he gets it. And then they have Manasseh and the kingdom goes to the pot (laughs) over it. So The whole idea, whatever you want, God, is probably the better thing. And I'm willing to submit to that. Here's my list of what I think would be nice. Yeah, sure. I like that. Well, maybe the answer lies partially in something you touched on briefly, that there were aspects of this story that you had never considered in this particular light before Mm -hmm. while studying and preparing for the message. That put a big smile on my face. As a pastor, you've been reading, studying, praying, and preaching for a couple years already. Just a couple. Just a couple. And yet there's always something new to find as God speaks to us through his word when we take time to say, Here's something I think might be worth looking into, or the Holy Spirit says, hey, why don't you go look over here? Is there anything more important to us being prepared to make our bold asks and then understanding what the answers to those asks will be than just doing those studying, reading, praying? Yeah, and I think it's just a consistent walk of faith to be able to say, this is just the way it is. You know, I'm going to ask, I'm going to trust, and I'm going to move forward. Yeah, I don't know if there's any really trick to it, except that if you think about who you would boldly ask for something, okay, we don't usually boldly ask total strangers. <laughs> no. no, I mean we, yeah. we we might on occasion, yeah, but that's maybe. not the normal thing. No, and we're even careful with sometimes with the ask of people that are closer to us. We're like sort of a little bit guarded. You don't want yeah. to overstep your bounds. But if really, I just want to go back to if God is really God and He is this loving, perfect person, divinity that is for us and not against us. Man, it should, it should free us up to ask for all kinds of stuff. I mean, yeah, what shouldn't we and, ask for? And probably the whole concept we didn't talk about in this series, even though it was a little bit on prayer, the whole praying without ceasing thing is really an attitudinal life of, hey, God, I want to talk to you about this. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm thinking about going and doing this, this afternoon. So, what do you think about that? I mean, and it's just sort of a head conversation on a continual basis with your 
chief partner who knows a lot more than you do. Yeah, that's the expert. (laughs) Well, and that was my final question was really, what's the one thing that we can take away from this that we can just hold on to that would be most important in helping us with these bold asks? And I think what you just said, never ceasing prayer and just being in communion and just constant communication. Right. And and no fear, no fear of over-asking. Yeah, because like you said, what's the harm going to be? Right. Because there's not a penalty. If it's not like God's going to say, oh, Oh, badass, you're in trouble now. You did the B. It was a badass, (laughs) not a bold ask. So you're in the penalty box. No more asks for the rest of the week. That's it. So there's nothing to really stop us from it. And if we trust that he's giving us what is in our best interest, why stop? Sure. Absolutely. One of our FHC takeaways this week asked, how do you handle God saying, You don't know what you're asking. (laughs) Now, I'll just go first here, and I'm going to go with complete transparency. I typically handle this in three stages. First, I tend to launch out of the gate as a two-year-old, kicking, screaming, and pounding my fists on the floor. It usually works really well to get started. (laughs) This goes into step two, which leads to the sullen teenage syndrome, moping over what could have been if only my bold ask had been granted. My life is ruined forever. And then finally, a long, long, long way down the road where hindsight brings things into focus and forgiveness is needed, I go, man. Sure glad I didn't get that. Sure glad that (laughs) ended up the way it did, didn't it? Oh, man. And that's a tough one to swallow sometimes. So what I really want to know is I've really, really been enjoying all the feedback. How has the Bold Ask series affected you personally? And what is one thing you have taken from it that will allow you to make the Bold Asks and help others make that as well as That's part of great. their life. So if you're willing to share with us, as always, leave a voicemail, send a text, 407-965-1607, or email podcast at hospitalchurch.org. And as with the last couple of weeks, you know, you heard a couple of voicemails here on the show, so yours will be played as well if you'd like. Our final thoughts are from Andy's message that come as things seem to wrap it up really nicely. He said, so we come to the end of this series on the bold ask. In the end, it seems there is one safe, bold ask. Father, please, I boldly ask for your will to be done. Amen. So I would highly encourage anyone listening that, number one, don't miss any of the messages that were a part of this series that then bred the podcast. Don't miss any of those. Don't miss any of the podcast either. And when one of those may particularly move you or all of them, share, share, share. You can do it from the mobile app or hospitalchurch.org in hospitalchurch.org slash podcast. Any of those, you can quickly share everything because there was so much to learn and to share. This week, no more Bold Ask series. No. <laughs> so that means there's something new quickly approaching. What's that? It's great. This week, I'm really looking forward to, we're gonna, I'm going to interview, as this for the message, oh, uh, yeah. three of our high school students. That's right. Uh, Mari Andino, Amanda Santos, and Gabby Parente. Oh, good. And... They've been queued up. We're going to have questions that I'll be asking them, so they've had a chance to think about their answers. It's a testimony about how God is in their lives nice. and in relationship to the Easter story. Um, oh, okay. The next week, I'm interviewing some adult members oh, okay. uh, who are, what's your resurrection story, basically? Oh, God. Uh, and how does the resurrection affect your life? And so the questions come from the songs that will be done by the choir. Oh, cool. Uh, and then they're... We'll have uh, we'll have interviews there. Two good weeks. I really believed there's a power in hearing people's stories, and we're going to hear uh, six stories, so that'll be great. 
All right. Well, then maybe we'll have some new people yeah, on the podcast. I'll have to get great. a list of those names from you and say, hey, do, you might not know me, but... I got, play, I got a plan for your life. <laughs> I got a plan for you. How'd you like to hang out with us next Monday? All right. Well, that is something definitely to look forward to, something you don't want to miss. That's going to do it for this week. Special thanks to Tom Schneider. This was a crazy yeah. day. He had to leave work and get someone to cover for him to quick to come over and make this all happen today as we're taping a little bit earlier than normal to accommodate my schedule. So, Tom Schneider, you're awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you, Abel, for taking the emergency FaceTime session uh, before a test. Sorry about that, but thank you for pitching in as always. So do join us again next Wednesday for episode 149. Thanks for listening and have a great week.